Ah, motherhood. One minute, your mom of the year. I love you, mommy. Then the next? Mm, not so much. From bath time to bullying, from potty training to puberty, parenting is full of challenges. But one thing is for certain, you are not alone. Welcome to Modern Mom Probs. I'm your host, author, mother, parenting expert, Tara Clark. Join me while we tackle today's Modern Mom Problems. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Modern Mom Probs. I am your host, Tara Clark. Today's topic is teaching children to think about the world beyond themselves. I'm joined by Caitlin McHugh Stamos. Caitlin is a philanthropist, model, host of the podcast, How Can I Help?, and mother. Caitlin, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm so excited. So you and I were chatting before we got on, and I feel like I could talk to you forever about a thousand <laughs> different things. Yes, I will. Yeah, we're both chatting. We both have podcasts. You know, we like to talk. <laughs> right, exactly. So today we're going to be diving into teaching children to think outside of the world beyond yes, themselves. So important. But it really is. Before we get to that, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are now. Sure. I guess when it when it comes to that topic, it starts generations before me. I love my grandfather came from the Philippines. He immigrated through the Navy. He ran away from home at 17, which I think is Whoa. wild. He was the oldest of eight children and just realized, you know, very, very poor. Like didn't have a toilet, was in a lean-to kind of poor, and realized his family really couldn't continue to afford to have him at the home. So it'd be better if he ran away and, and tried to support. There's a lot of stories about that. But anyways, but he came from, I, I say that because he came from absolutely nothing. And he, you know, American dream, was able to retire from a couple different jobs, get a better education, raise three kids in America. And he didn't, we wasn't, he wasn't settled in just doing that. He wanted to give back to. And so he started an organization and he helped other migrants from the Philippines come over and get a good education. He set up scholarships for young kids. He also would bring back a lot of like older books, like educational books that were out of date. And he would bring back dental supplies and like nurses and dentists and doctors and stuff to his hometown. We'd never seen that kind of stuff before and like supplements and things and, 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 and really gave back to his community. And so it really, it really just stems from him, <laughs> all, all of that. And my parents then too instilled in me a call to service. I would volunteer with Meals on Wheels with my parents on Sundays. And I told you before we started recording that I was a weekly volunteer here at the Ronald McDonald House in New York in my young and my younger 20s. And I, and so I just I feel like my life isn't complete unless I'm of being of service somewhere. I don't know if that's also kind of an ailment in me too. I just like like my value is so much in what I'm giving back and I don't know if that's just my Catholic upbringing and, you and the what? guilt and the Catholic funny. guilt. But, yes. <laughs> I, I totally healthy, really. I totally relate to that Caitlin cuz I also grew up Catholic. I went to Catholic school and Same same. Right. And, and so I feel like we were instilled with this sense of duty and yes. with this sense of giving back. And, and I totally understand I've volunteered with programs called Best Buddies and Special oh, Olympics. Yeah. Do you know Best Buddies? I Love do. Them. They're great. They are so good. Worked with them all throughout college. And, and so even now I'm, I'm the president of my son's parent teacher organization. I'm a Cub Scout leader. Like I do all this <laughs> stuff too. Like I can't yeah. not do the stuff. And I feel yeah. like. There's definitely something in certain people that just say, yes, I want to give back. Like, what can I do to help? But my question to you really is, how can parents instill that concept into their kids? 
demonstrating. I think mm. that the, o- the only way to really teach is to show by action. Like I, I, can, I can talk up the wazoo about being kind to others, but unless he sees me do that, then he's not going to learn that. And so it, it's important to me that he's involved with the volunteer work that I do, and he has been involved. Our very first episode is about child help organization, and they help abuse kids all around the country. And we wanted to give a day of happiness to them. So I brought the kids who were at the, the location closest to us to Universal Studios, and my son came with us, and he actually broke into his piggy bank and bought some special gifts for the kids and handed it to them himself. And then the following week was on Illumination Foundation, and they are helping to disrupt homelessness in Orange County and beyond. And so we went to a shelter there where there were seven families, and we brought over dinner and gifts for them. And Billy played with the kids. And it was so it was important to me that he sees that not everyone lives like us. And also that these are all just kids. These are families or people. There's no, you know, there's no us better than anyone. These are just people who are struggling and we need to do what we can to help. And he's getting that, you know, he's three and a half at the time. <laughs> but I think that like, that, you know, hopefully just always doing this kind of stuff will, will help him recognize his privilege and also his responsibility to others. Yeah, I, I think that's like a, a conversation that's so important to have with our children. And I sometimes struggle with that with my son too, to explain that it is as human beings, as part of this human family, it is our duty to help others. Like, how do you have those tough conversations with Billy? And like you said, like yeah. he only just turned four, right? Yeah. So so he's young to really understand this. Yeah, but how completely. do you talk to him about it? Well, yeah, he is so young. It's not they're small conversations, right? They're short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Attention span's not great. And and it's not, you know, so, so serious. But like it's, but really it's just, a, the latest thing with him now is he's starting to get competitive. Ooh. Oh, I'm stronger than this other kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm better at this than this other kid. Oh, I'm bigger than this kid. And, mm-hmm. and, and my latest thing has been like, that doesn't make you better. <laughs> or I have more yeah. books than this kid or something like that. And I'm like, well, it doesn't, you know, just because you have more, it doesn't mean that you're better, you know, yeah. or you, you, we all have our strengths and weaknesses. Maybe you are taller or you are faster than, but I bet you that person is better at this or than you, you know, it's like we, we all have things we can improve on and things that we, that we're just naturally good at. And so just trying to have those conversations and that, we'll see how much of it sinks in. I feel like a lot of times I talk and it goes in one year and out the other, but over the years, hopefully just hearing a lot of that will just thinking somehow. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It, it does. It does. Because like as someone who my son is nine and a half and as someone who has been having those conversations for a very long time about all kinds of things, not just that and one thing in particular, but it does start to sink in. And, and although, you know, sometimes it's awkward to have those conversations. Sometimes you think that they're not listening. Sometimes you think that their like mind is in a whole other place. It really, over time, it really does sink in and and they do understand and they understand, you know, the privilege that they're given and how lucky we are to be where we are with our families together, our health and all of those things. And so keep having those conversations. So as like a veteran mom to like a medium (laughs) veteran mom, I would say keep having those conversations because it really does sink in after a while because I know my son is also very competitive. I don't know where they get that from. But yeah, just an like, I'm not that way at all. No, the only way, me neither. I'm trying to think the one, the one time in my life that I got really competitive was playing adult dodgeball. <laughs> which I did for like, I did it for one year when I was living in New York. And I just joined this like adult league or charity league or whatever. And 
it was like I turned into a different person. So I get it. Like when you're in that competitive mode, like I get it. But it, mostly in life, though, I'm not a competitive person. Yeah. Just on the dodgeball court. But yeah, it just seems innate in him, which is really, it's interesting. And I had, a com- I had a conversation with another super veteran mom. Her kids are all adults now. And they grew up rather affluent. And, and that was, and one of the concerns that I have, and I, and, and I read, read a lot of books about it. There's one like healthy, wealthy, and wise, mm-hmm. about how to raise kids in when you're, when you're so blessed, it went a way to be grounded and really yeah. recognize that not everyone lives like that. And, and she said service, community service, community service, community service, and her kids have grown up to be so grounded. So I was really just modeling, modeling that parenting, hopefully from her too. Yeah, I think that's the seriously the best advice that I've heard. It's the most tangible and realistic advice because it's one thing to like read a book or like share it in, you know, a storybook with them or something like that. But when you're really, you know, collecting food, getting out there, doing those things and interacting with people too, I think is a really big thing. For my son with Cub Scouts, we do an annual food drive. There are several other activities that we do throughout the course of the year because a big part of Cub Scouts is also service, which is why I wanted him to be a part of it. In addition to like camping, and, you know, selling popcorn and hanging out with his friends and all of that kind of stuff. But I think that any way that we can weave service into our everyday lives, it makes such a big difference. Absolutely. And I, when I say like affluence, too, I don't think only rich people can do this. But like the, I, I grew up very middle, I don't know, middle or lower sometimes class. And mm-hmm. and, and it was, st- no matter where you are in life, at least if you're in this country, you are blessed and have, yes. and, and can and can give back. I mean, if yep. you have a roof over your head and, you know, you're, and you have food on your plate, you're, you're doing better than most of the world. Yep. Absolutely. And so, and so like it, it really, anyone can, can give back and, and, and recognize our, and your privilege, at least in this country, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said before, I went to Catholic school and that service was a big part of what we learned from a very early age, you know, kindergarten, first grade, second grade. And I myself did not grow up with means. I lived with my mom who was a divorced single mother and she worked extremely hard to put me through Catholic school and and to buy clothes and food and all of those things. But even still then, I knew that it was my duty to give of myself. And because sometimes it's not even, you know, giving a monetary thing or or a material thing, but it's giving up your time, right? And I think that's such a big part of it also. A hundred percent. This episode is brought to you by Modern Mom Style Box. Upgrade your wardrobe and enjoy unlimited styles for just $60 a month. Modern Mom Style Box is the first rental clothing subscription designed exclusively for moms and moms-to-be. Get started today with a free trial. Use promo code PTO. So, Caitlin, I'll ask you a question you probably hear pretty often. How can I help? (laughs) It's a question I ask myself all the time, which is why I started the podcast, is because I feel like in the news we hear so much negativity and what bad things are happening in the world and things to be scared of. And so what I wanted with this podcast was to, yes, we discuss and we hear stories about the hard things going on, but there are things that we can do about it. And sometimes it's really small things and sometimes it's bigger things. But I'll give you some examples of some like small episode things that we have coming up. 
and that we've already done that you can hear. And and that is, so we talked about like the homeless situation, like things are so bad. I feel like it's only getting worse, at least in our area and we're in Los Angeles, but there are organizations that are doing things about it. And there's small things that you can do. Like if you're going to clean out your closet, you know, just some like gently used clothes you can give away to to your local Goodwill or Salvation Army or something, or you can go visit a you know, a, sh- a homeless shelter and you can bring a meal or some activities that you can do as a family with the families there. Or you can donate a little money if you have some extra. And then there's other things too. Like, so I, I will get a little political on the show in that there are causes that I, that I care about that the government can help with. For example, I have an episode on ALS advocacy coming up. And actually I recorded it over as a span of a couple months. <laughs> and in that time, actually, a lot of things actually went down where the advocacy wow. did work. And, and it's amazing. To, and we're going to kind of hear th- about it through through it. But basically, like, so if there is a cause that you care about and there's a bill that can help, you can contact your representative and it doesn't cost anything. You don't need to be a big lobbyist in order to make an impression on your on your representatives. If you get you and your uh, several of your neighbors to call about, say, ALS advocacy or something else, and be like, look, I, I care about this and I want some money to go into this research or whatever that's that's being brought up in a bill, then you can do that. Or for common sense gun laws, there's a law called Ethan's Law where all we're asking is that if you own a gun, be responsible with it, keep it in the safe. And if you don't keep it in the safe, then you will be liable if something goes wrong with it, if a child in your home ends up getting access to it or something. That, and, and, there, and this is a law that is passed in several states, but not nationally yet and not in every state. But you can call your representative and be like, hey, if, if you realize that it's, it's not something that has passed in your state, you can call with several of your friends and just say, hey, I want, I want you to co-sponsor this bill. I want, think you should sign it and let's keep our children safe. And so and that and they should listen because they they are our public servants. And I did see that work in this ALS advocacy episode. So that's exciting. That's fantastic. But yeah, and again, that doesn't cost much to you. You can you can call or you can email your representative and and make a statement and make some change. That's awesome. I love it. So on your podcast, you have a lot of really special nonprofits. How do you find them? How do you vet them? Well, in the first season, mostly it's people I know. I, I happen to know a lot of great people doing a lot of great things. And, you know, and especially when you're a new podcaster and, you know, nobody knows who you are, it's hard to go to someone I don't know. They'll be like, who are you? <laughs> so, <laughs> so for the most part, it's either people I know or people who know someone who knows someone. At least it, there's like a, only a degree of separation. But the vetting process I do, I I went out and I volunteered myself to make sure that these organizations are doing what they say they are. Because I'm not going to ask my listeners to join a cause, to champion a cause, to donate or to volunteer themselves unless I'm doing it too. So I am donating and I am volunteering my time and donating my goods or whatever to every single organization that I promote on my show. So an upcoming episode or it might be out by the time that this episode is released. This is about humanity is a really great one. And they help people at the border who are refugees, asylum seekers. And I went to Tijuana. I went to these shelters and I saw the work that they do. And I was able to volunteer myself with these shelters and to hear the stories of the people there. And, and I think that that's a big part of it too. It's really humanizing a lot of these causes. We hear a lot of the stuff in the news, but there's a level, even though we care and we empathize, there is still a level of detachment when you just see it on uh, up on the tv but when i interview say someone who was homeless 
and is no longer homeless and is helping to pull other people out of it as well. That's a really impactful story. And when I talk to someone who was an abused kid growing up who went to child help organization and is now better because of it, like that really adds another layer of the work that they do with these nonprofits. It's not just talking to the founders. Right, right. Because it's one thing to talk to the founders, the CEO, but it's a whole other thing when you're speaking with the people who are either boots on the ground working with the individuals who receive the help or the individuals who receive the help themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So I try to give a full picture. And and like I said, and, I, and I'm I'm there myself. I'm I am the boots on the ground, so that you you know that you know that I'm I'm not going to be pushing just just any anything. I I want to see that there is a positive impact being made. I love that. When just a regular person wants to vet a nonprofit organization, do you have any tips on what to look for for yeah. a solid company? So the FTC strongly recommends checking with organizations like the BBB Wise Giving Alliance. There's also the Charity Navigator, Charity Watch, or GuideStar. And they help give you a picture of how much of a charity's donations go towards expenses and overhead. That's awesome. That's so helpful. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you, Google. <laughs> Google, you're our friend. <laughs> All right. I'm going to shift focus a little bit now, and we're going to do the rapid fire round of, hey, get to know you kind of questions. All right. Are you I'm ready? ready. I'm going to okay. sip of water, and I will. All right. I'll have water, too. We'll okay. Let's do this. Okay. <clears throat> What's your favorite comfort food? Oh, pizza, ice cream, bread. Mm. I'm gluten-free now, which is really sad, but I found some good ones. But, like, those are my – oh, and uh, let's see. Disney, Dole Whip, popcorn. Mm. ate a lot of popcorn. Mm. I can go on forever. I love to eat. <laughs> All right. So, so I'm going to, like, tack so on rapid. to that. I'm going to tack on to that one because sometimes <laughs> I ask this question and sometimes I don't. What would be your death row meal? Ooh. <gasps> All of the food. Just like a buffet of all of the food. <laughs> and it'll involve all of the cheese and bread and sweets and ice cream and macaroons and cakes. and Yeah. Okay. That's it. That, that, that's it. Just that little bit of food. French fries. Just that. That's it. Nothing else. That's it. Yeah. It's pretty simple. Just everything. It's all of it. <laughs> You're making me hungry. Sorry. Me too. I haven't eaten like all day. <laughs> Same. I had a Ritz cracker, so I had some popcorn. I had some popcorn today. That's it. (laughs) Awesome. Don't listen. Don't don't be like us. Yeah. Yeah. Don't come. Don't come to me for for any sort of nutritional information. (laughs) Same. 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 I'm I'm so bad. I like go all day. People like, how don't you eat? I'm like, I don't know. I I forget. I like don't think to eat until I need to eat, and then by that time, it's like four or five o'clock. I used to be better before I started the podcast. Now that I started the podcast, I'm like so busy with it that I'll now I'm forget. I'm sorry. Don't be like me. Don't. Eat your meals. Eat your breakfast. Eat your lunch. Eat your dinner. Don't eat a right, cracker. <laughs> Mic drop. Boom. <laughs> I love it. Okay. What's your favorite 90s movie? Oh, boy. Ooh. There's so many. I don't Is Lilo and Stitch in the 90s? Yeah. That counts. Is that the 90s? Toy Story? Toy Story definitely is. Toy Beauty Story definitely Basically is. any, like, Disney movie. I love that. I feel, like, I feel like you're a girl that would have the Disney ears when she goes to Disneyland. Do you wear the Disney? You would be appalled at the amount of ears that I have. <laughs> I love it. It's like my they're in my closet. My closet looks like that of a 12-year-old child. It's just so many Disney ears. 
I love it. I love it. Oh my God. I am so jealous. I, I've only been to Disneyland once because, you know, I'm from New York and so we mm, go to Disney, Disney World, World, which is yes. in Florida. Yes. So we do that pretty often. So several years ago, we went to Disneyland and I have to tell you that people in Disneyland have much better ears. You really? guys were rocking the ears. Yeah, I was yeah. really well, impressed. I, I, w- I would say, yeah, Disneyland style is just generally better because at Disney World, it's mostly big fam- like families coming in for their big family vacation. They're all wearing the same shirt that yeah. they got off Etsy. And it's cute. They're great. Yes. I ha- I've done those. They're fun. But I feel like at Disneyland, it's more of annual past members. And so, and they're, they're like – I mean, and we have all these different subcultures too, where you've got like your Disney goths and they're like yes! completely tatted out in Jack Skellington and stuff in the Haunted Mansion. Yep. And then you've got your Disney bounders, which I, I am a part of that small group. And so we we dress as characters, like color blocking, basically. It's wearing everyday clothes, but like reminiscent of a Disney character. And oh my God, but that tends amazing. to get that tends to get a little more like fashion. And then but yeah, but it's just like, yeah, we're we're a little more into the Disney fashion here. That's it. I'm so glad that you picked that apart so that like I could understand it better because you're right. <laughs> that is not something that I've seen in Disney World, but from the very short time that we were at Disneyland, I was like, god, LA, like these people look First of all, everyone looked great at well, Disney we are and California. everyone had it's true. <laughs> and everyone had so much style. They had like cute yeah. dresses and the color blocking like you said, yes. all of those things which yeah. you do not see as often in Just, Florida. It's different flavors. But you know what? It's all good. I spent a lot of time at all of the parks uh, in the US. I actually haven't made it to all the international ones, but it's a goal. That's a goal. I've been to Disney Paris. Yes, I have too. It's like a good one. It's a good one. It's cute. I, it's quaint. For my 40th, I want to go to Japan. Yes. Good I'd like to call. do those, but we'll see. We'll see if we get there. It's a goal. Good call. This podcast is brought to you by Citizens of Sound, a podcast production agency committed to developing and launching shows with gravity and depth. From conception to launch, Citizens will partner with you every step of the way, whether you're an actor, business owner, doctor, fitness coach, influencer, or simply a hobbyist. Citizens offers everything from conception to branding, editing to mixing, and publishing to management. Jump on board with Citizens of Sound and start your own podcast today. Go to citizensofsound.com and follow them on Instagram. So what's your favorite cartoon character? rapid fire it's so hard because there's so many really 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 good ones and i know i'm going to answer something and be like oh i should have said this character instead but i guess i love mulan because she's a badass Ooh, that's I, a good you know one. i mean i guess you know i i love people who will say who save the world who sacrifice and save the world so and, that's and that her. speaks to you obviously and that speaks to me that speaks to me and she's not the only one i mean anyone like moana like any of the girls who go out on their own and get stuff done. That's that's my kind of girl. Yeah, my kind of girl. I'm all about Moana for the hair. She and I have similar hair. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see it because it's in ponytail, but trust me, and there's no video for this, but trust me, she and I have similar hair. It's Love a little it. unruly. Actually, my hair is more like Brave. Are you familiar with the of Brave? Of course I know Brave. I like her too. Take Merida. It, it yes, Merida. Yeah. I'm right. more Brave because yeah. it's red. <laughs> Anywho. Okay, Ready? What is your favorite self-grooming thing to do? A bath. I am all about 
a long bubble bath with all of the bath salts and all of my, I love to do, I have long hair and I live in Southern California in the desert where it's dry. And so I'm really into like hair masks, face masks. And I'm talking about the like clays or the, you know, whatever, all, all of the, the moisturizing essential oils and, you know, even crystals by the bath, just all of the relaxing things and like all the stuff. Give me all and the yes, stuff, all the stuff and either a good book or some terrible Netflix reality show, like, or something. <laughs> nice. Nice. Can you recommend a hair mask? Because I too have long hair and my hair is mm. also dry. And, and I was telling someone just the other day, Liliana Vasquez, she, she also has long hair. We were talking, we were sharing hair care products. Do you have a mask that you really recommend? I really liked the price, like an Instagram purchase, but pros, I really like. Pros A oh, or pros? I yeah, don't know if, I yeah, think, yeah. I, I, I see the ad all the time. Yeah, I actually really, really like their hair mask. Oh. And they, and they will specify, I think that you get to like, choose, you know, you get to tell them your hair type and what you want and even the kind of fragrance you want in it. And they got mine spot on. So you're welcome for that oh, advertisement. I do. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> pros, sponsor us. What are you doing? Sponsor our podcast. Yeah, I, I, I really do. I, it, it changed my hair really well. And I also, you know what else I've really gotten into is, and also another Instagram purchase, our uh, solid shampoo and conditioner mask. But what I like about, what I like about the solid shampoos, conditioners, and those kind of hair masks, they're great. And I, I feel a difference in my hair with them too, is that they're better for the environment. And yes. so I like that too. You know, there's no plastic you know, you're still, I guess, getting it shipped to your house, but it's still, it's, it's, it, it lasts a while. And I, and I really like the product. It's good for the hair and for the planet. That's awesome. I got to try that. I recently went to Sephora to buy this like tiny little, you can't see my hands, but trust me when I tell you <laughs> this like tiny little hair mask that everyone was like raving about. They're like, Oh, you got to try it. You got to try it. And it's like $75 for this Oof. like tiny little thing. I like blew through it. Cause I was like, yeah. Oh, it's not, it's just so small. And I just kept doing yeah. it and doing it. I probably, and you have a lot of hair. And yeah. I have a lot of hair. And so I, that probably went through like $65 of it on and the do, first was use. It, was it good? Uh, I, not good I'm, enough. No, not yeah. good enough. That's why yeah. I ask. If I, if I really loved that one, I probably wouldn't have like grilled you on your hair care products. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trust me, folks, her hair is gorgeous. It is shiny and it is black and it is beautiful. It is I, I actually, you know, I did, I done some hair campaign stuff and I feel like it has definitely damaged my hair. Aww. But so I, that's why I really want to take care of it now. Cause like I've, you know, every time, every time you, you know, modeling or whatever, it's, it's a little harsher on your, um. On your ends. Yeah. So you got to take care of them. <laughs> I hear you. All right. Last question. What's your favorite song lyric and why? Oh, well, you know what? I'd have to say, even though this is another plug for my podcast, my friend Leslie Powell wrote our theme song and I'm obsessed with it. It is so good. It's just, you just, you have to listen to it. And it's just all about, about sharing love and giving love. And, and so the lyrics are really powerful and beautiful. And the melody is just like inspiring. And she really makes our podcast. Like she, like, I feel like that's what makes it a professional sounding podcast is, is her contribution. And I'm really grateful. She's an incredible songwriter. So yeah, I'd have to say that. And then also, you know, all the Disney songs. I really into <laughs> so because you know, obviously everyone's listening to Encanto. If you have small children, you're listening to Encanto. And yes. I am also obsessed with the music from Encanto and just like everything that 
Lynn Manuel Miranda does. And He's Hamilton. so talented. I mean, so our, talented. My relationship with my husband was all, all started on listening to Hamil- the Hamilton soundtrack together. Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, we talked to Hamilton, listened to Hamilton nonstop. In our what's house. your favorite song? What's his favorite song? His favorite song is "Dear Theodosia." Mm. He's always been obsessed with being a dad. And oh, that's so sweet. I love Burn because I love some emotion. Oh, and yeah. I also love, yeah, all the Sky, uh, Hopeless, Skylar Sister stuff. Anything, you know, I like I like all of the female stuff because I like singing along terribly <laughs> to all that. <laughs> and then in Encanto, what I love about Encanto is just all the mental health stuff about it. I felt like I related so much to all the characters' struggles of, you know, the under pressure one and just all of them. Every, every, every single song, I was just like, I relate to this. You're like, yes, yes, yes. yes. And you know what's funny, too? I I was actually just watching it last night with my son because he's also (laughs) obsessed and we watch it a lot. And we watched it before bedtime. And what I love about it, it is so clearly Lin-Manuel Miranda because like you hear the songs and I hear Hamilton. There are so yes. many songs yeah. where I'm like, oh, there's been a lot like of a snippet yeah, of absolutely. Hamilton. So much, so much. And yeah, and I and I appreciate that. He definitely has a distinct style and and he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And I hope he keeps <laughs> doing it. I oh, hope he does yeah. it forever. I'm sure there's and for no always. slowing down. <laughs> I know. I know. He's like a freight train at this point, but he is so yeah, talented. Yeah, for and sure. I wish him all of the best. Caitlin Stamos, tell everyone, <laughs> where can we find you and what's next for you? So Caitlin Skybound is how you can find me on Instagram. And that's where I mostly do stuff. I just joined Twitter and TikTok just to help promote the podcast, which I'm not as good at. And that, that is, on Twitter, I think it's How Can I Help Pod. And on TikTok, I think I'm Caitlin Stamos. Oh, I really need to learn. <laughs> I need to get better at all of these things. And then what's next? I yeah, more more episodes. I've I've got to. I I have really allowed it to take over my life, and I love it. I do. I'm still modeling a little bit. I do a lot of parenting stuff and room room mom and all that kind of things. And. But the I I just it's my whole heart this podcast it really is and so doing more volunteer stuff and wanting to learn more about good organizations that I want to promote and hey if anyone listening has an organization or knows of some people making a positive impact in the world and you'd like me to share my platform with them let me know we have a website how can I help and you can contact me there or DM me on Instagram I occasionally check that. <laughs> and uh, and yeah cuz I'm starting to work on season 2 already and I'm and I'm excited to to just to learn more and to help more. That's awesome. I love it. Is John going to be on an episode? Yeah, he so he's in yeah. the first episode. He also makes appearance at the end of the second episode and any you know he's working on Big Shot 2 right now which was on Disney Plus and mm-hmm. so he's busy working but he helps me out so much. He gives me so much feedback, great feedback. He's a really good director and editor too. And I really value his his opinions. And so he he comes in when he can and he helps me behind the scenes constantly. That's awesome. It's so wonderful to have a partner in life that can help you with all of your creative yeah. exercises. And he is someone who asks me almost every day, how can I help you? And I Really appreciate and love that about him. <laughs> oh, that's so thoughtful. And he's a phenomenal dad to Billy. Yes, he is. He, I mean, like he's he's wanted to be a dad for as long as he's been alive. And what's funny is my son's the same way, except he's a little confused or he just hasn't learned yet that he actually can't make babies. 
Uh, like, you know, in his belly. He's always yeah, like, yeah, he asks yeah. me all the time, am I going to grow up and do I get to have a baby in my belly? And I'm like, I, uh, scientifically, we have not figured that out yet. But maybe. <laughs> maybe by the time. It, know, it's such a hard conversation. I'm like right. on the cusp of having the talk with my son. And oh, I'm yeah. A little nervous, but we'll see how that I've goes. Had, yeah, I've had that too. He's asked me already because, you know, I have so, several friends who have recently given birth and he's seen a lot of pregnant ladies around lately. And so he's trying to figure out like, yeah, how where he came from and how that. So he's like, so I was in your belly, right? And I said, yes. He's like, how did I come out? There's a hole that you cannot see. <laughs> that <laughs> is how you came out through a uh, hole. Through a hole. My and son, thank God that that, that, that satisfied him for that moment. <laughs> that was it. That's all he needed to hear. Yeah. I was lucky because I had a C-section. So when my son asked me that same question when he was four years old, my exact answer was, oh, the doctors had to take you out. Mm. And so that was like an easier sort of like cleaner yeah. answer to the question that I didn't <laughs> have to explain. That I was like, oh, the doctors cut you out of my belly. Which yeah. is true, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that just is what true. happened, and that's all he needed to hear. He's like, "Oh, okay," and then dropped it, and then went to the yeah. play Hot Wheels, and it was fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you, I'm sure I'll keep getting the question, and 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 it'll change when as it as it does. The more he's able to understand. <laughs> yeah, and then by then, hopefully, we'll have more information to do. I'm planning to do a podcast episode about the talk, oh. so. We'll right. see how that goes. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. I have enough confidence to be able to do it and or I'll just give it to my husband and be like, here, man, that's that's all <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, I have no I wonder. I've I haven't thought about that that conversation. You have plenty of time. <laughs> I love he's, it. He's very curious. He asks, asks so much all the time. So actually maybe I'll give you my notes from the conversation then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll have to listen to that podcast. Absolutely. Caitlin Stamos, thank you so, so much for being here today. You are an absolute delight. Thank you. Thank you. Anytime. Maybe not for that episode. (laughs) (laughs) Another one. (laughs) The follow-up to that one. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Modern Mom Probs. I hope you enjoyed our deep dive in today's problem with me, your host, Tara Clark. Join me next time when I'll be interviewing another great guest and tackling another modern mom problem. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review and a rating. As always, you could head over to Modern Mom Probs on Instagram and give me a follow or check out my book, Modern Mom Probs, A Survival Guide for 21st Century Mothers, available online wherever books are sold. Well, that's it for today. See you next time, folks.